Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to Home is Where Hallmark Is. This is episode five. You're listening to us on ChairShot Radio, available on ChairShot.com. We're back to Chesapeake Shores, season two. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I am joined by my lovely and darling friend, Amber. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Maybe. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Okay, you told me there was something funny you were saving for the show, so. Okay, so, I had to cook dinner earlier, so, Uh for some reason. I don't know why I'm already laughing, I don't even know what's going on. (laughs) My smoke alarms are very, very sensitive, and they're hardwired, so you can't take out the battery. Well, my husband is still working at this point, Mm -hmm. so I'm cooking, just minding my own business, and they start going off. So I've got potatoes boiling. I've got chicken in the oven. And I'm trying to make mac and cheese for Kinsey. Mm-hmm. And here I am in my living room with a broom, fanning the alarm so it'll quit going off so he can work while I'm trying to deal with the oven being on and all this stuff. And there's oh, not even any smoke. Like, there's no smoke. There's nothing. So I'm like yelling at Kenzie, which she's got an abscess tooth. We've had I've had her at the the um urgent care. She's feeling mm-hmm. better, but she's still like kind of laying around. I'm yelling at her, go turn the oven off. And she's like, Well, how do I do that? And I said, There's a big red button that says off. <laughs> As I continue to fan the smoke detector, so it'll quit going off. Oh my god. I've got my back door open, windows up, everything still going off. It went off three times. And you can't take the battery out because it's a newer house and it's hardwired. Right. So there's no like stopping it. And I'm telling you, like the least little bit will set mm-hmm. it off. So I haven't decided how my day is yet. <laughs> 
I don't mean to laugh at you, but that's fine. I mean, it's kind of funny because here I am in my PJs with a broom, back door open of my house, trying to air it out, waving this broom across the smoke detector so it'll stop. So I'm sure my neighbors drove by and were like, what is that? Those Teasleys, the town, the <laughs> area just went to heck when they moved in. I was like, oh my God. So no. that's how my day, plus it's the end of the month and I work in billing, so that's just a whole. <laughs> that's a whole lot of bowl of worms there. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's how my last hour and a half has been. <laughs> My day's been <laughs> my day's been pretty quiet, thankfully. A lot of catching up on things. Um, like I was telling you, I work the local elections. So I had some training for that. Getting there took longer than the actual course. But I passed my test, so that's good. I kind of rushed it, so I got too long. But that's all right. People were like so loud. I just wanted to like, like what we were supposed to be doing the test. I just wanted to like get out of there. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, my nose is so stuck still. What's well, all this uh, weather? So yeah, but then it was fine. It was fine. I came home and did some, did some things. But now, I'm gonna visit our friends. <laughs> we met some new characters this season. We have. Yeah, we did. I apologize for the noise. I keep dropping my I keep dropping my mouth. Mouse. I'm gonna go on record right now and say that my favorite. New, so we met four new characters. We had um, you meet Sarah, right? Who's right. played by Jessica Sipos. We meet Simon, who's played by uh, Oliver Rice, and then Douglas Peterson. Um, yes, he was in a, by, a little bit less. He was in, yeah, he was in a little less, but we love him, so we're mentioning him. Um, played by Victor Webster, and then Danielle was played. That was her name, right? Danielle, who was played by. I had it right here, so of course I lost it. Danielle, Britt Danielle. Irvin. Britt Irvin, yeah. So. Sarah, obviously. I'll be honest, I didn't like her at first. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, I'll just say this really, really quickly. I realized I'm the cranky one on you, right? <laughs> I'm like, no, I am, I am, it's true, I'm like, but I did, when she came, when she first came in, obviously, okay, so we meet her. And I thought, you know, it was funny when she gave them the ticket for the bonfire and she had a phone number on the back and the whole, you didn't call, didn't call, whatever. I just, even though we learned her story about how she was a widow, so this is her second marriage, well, I mean, we all know they get married by her second marriage and such. I just felt like she took it to the extreme. And I never watched Game of Thrones and I don't actually know where it started, but her whole hair, didn't it remind you of the girl from Game of Thrones? Dana didn't whatever. Um, I gotta send you a picture. If you if you look Khaleesi? at it, look like, yeah, Khaleesi. yeah, sort of. I don't know, but she was a real. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, she was. I didn't. I didn't particularly like her at first. As it went later on, I kind of liked her a little bit more. 
but at first, and I kind of felt like she's a, she's a firefighter, correct? Yes. Okay. So I kind of felt like they had her two made up for a firefighter. Like she needed to be a little bit more. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. She looked like she should have been taking pictures as a model instead of being a firefighter. Does that make sense? No, I know exactly what you mean. And I think that brings me back to my point to the hair. You know, she always had, I mean, I wish I had hair like that. My hair is, I look a hot mess. But her hair was always very, not elaborate, but very, listen, I know female firefighters, you know, you know, see them all the time. So, you know, a lot of beautiful, very, you know, fit women. So that's, you know, that's spot on. But yeah, there was something about her appearance and that was so like at a place to her, her job with the rest of the guys, like were very like, you know, in their uniforms, but very, That's like Chicago fire. There's a lot of women firefighters on there. They do very well by making them all look very realistic. Even the males, they look very realistic. But I felt like she literally had, like, a lot of, like, hairspray on her hair and stuff like that. And I just didn't feel like, I just didn't buy it at first. And I felt like they were kind of forcing I didn't either. Kevin and her mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, I didn't feel like it was as natural. No, it wasn't. And I think that was the way they had her. Like, she was so, you know, tough, which is fine. Of course, you're a fire woman. Or even if I'm in fire person, you know, you have this a certain demeanor. You have to be able to handle many, many things as a first responder, of course. But I, I didn't. I didn't think there was any. I'm. I don't know where you are. I, well, no, I do because you said you just watched season three, episode one. I'm in the beginning of four, and I actually watched last night's new episode. <laughs> new episode. I just want to know what was going on, and I'm still like, eh, you know, on her. I mean, I don't. I don't dislike her as much as I still dislike Jess, but, you know, we'll get to that later. Um, but, yeah, the, in the beginning, there was just her look and the, her her attitude was just so 
And Eve, so they made, for me, they made her so harsh that even when we learned her sad background, we were like, okay. Yeah, she was very, yeah, she was very, very harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, she was mean to Kana, so like, I get that. Don't be mean to Alcana. Kana is my favorite person. I know. And speaking of Kana, he had Danielle, his love interest, um, throughout on and off through season two. I didn't like that to begin with. Like, in a different way that I didn't like Sarah. Like, you just knew you shouldn't trust that character. I don't Does know. I never sense? really had a lot of inclination about her. Um, I liked her the first season, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she wasn't on there for very long. No. But I think they kind of just brought her in so he had a love interest. Right. And I hate that law firm he was working for. I hated it. It was not him. I, I like, really hated it. <laughs> the whole thing about the suit. I know. And I, like, hated it. I was like, that is not Connor. That is not Connor. And I do not like it. Mm-mm. No. And they were like, I just, I was so happy when he finally quit. <laughs> I I was too, because the, um, the law firm definitely was. And I'm sure there's law firms and businesses. Well, there are. There are businesses that just suck the soul out of, out of everybody. But I'm glad that I really feel like that's where his character development has started. You know, um, that he, no. uh, he he wants to be a lawyer. He always says, oh, it's about, the, you know, it's about money or, you know, things like that. But he realized that he didn't want to be that, you know, that type of lawyer. Danielle even said it to him, like, basically, like, they were soulless, you know. And he saw it, too, when the old other gentleman, like, retired and everybody just kind of went back to work. And he had this impression, like, Connor wanted to, like, Make an impression. But didn't. It was sad, yeah. And then... Now he's working for Thomas. Right. And his relationship with Nick in season two. How did you feel about that? Um, I feel like they're gotten closer, but I feel like this whole Thomas thing is going to throw that for the, is not going to help. Right. Um, and I don't understand the whole trust thing. It's that land. I know that's what it is. And Mick has primary decision making, but Thomas has, I guess, partial ownership mm-hmm. did we ever find out what mick was going to do with the land because nobody said yeah. anything i have to go back and like check some reviews because i know so i know that do you remember the part where connor brings mick and douglas the final offer and he's like if you don't accept this we have two more lawsuits and mick goes to Connor and is like, oh, you might want to look it over again because they saw something in the documents. And there was yeah. some there was some clause that I don't, really, don't remember it. I didn't really understand it too well where it reverts back to like rights in the 1950s. So Connor um, missed it. I got the impression that whatever they were going to do with the land, they were going to develop it, you know, to continue to develop it somehow because once they finished that deal, that's when Douglas... Um, left town but 
Nick and his brother did end up coming to some type of, you know, agreement about about different things, you know, on it. But the whole the whole yeah, the land thing, I don't know, either I missed something or I'm just too dumb to have understood <laughs> understood the whole thing. But I didn't like the part where he finally kind of finally tells Mick that he's working for his uncle and Mick is well, well I don't care that you're working for him but I care that you couldn't have told me because what does that say about our relationship when Mick is usually a jerk to him you know like he put it all on Connor when it wasn't all Connor's fault yeah yeah it's very confusing I'm gonna have to like look a little bit more into it and then let's see it started out with trace getting a he gets arrested at the end of season one yes come to find out there's a warrant for him in nashville which i didn't know that that accident was even that like i knew it was bad but i didn't know that there was legal proceedings and then it just kind of like they worked through it and like kind of figured it out fairly quickly i feel like and then it was just really weird. I understand why Trace and Abby do not work. Oh, thank you so much. I was going to say that. You know, it isn't me or did neither one of them. Listen, there's a lot of superstars. There's a lot of entertainers, whatever you want to call them, out there that are not married to people in the business or similar business. You know, and it works. Um, it's probably hard as hell, you know. Um, a normal, you know, relationship is, is not easy. But these two don't want to friggin' compromise for anything. Neither of them. Neither. And I kind of get Abby because she's got two little girls. So she's kind of stuck. But, I mean, you had the whole record label. Mm-hmm. Been wanting to get rid of Lee. And then, you know, they couldn't figure out why he couldn't record because he wasn't in love with her anymore. He was in love with uh, Abby. Right. But, I mean, I just, I, I yeah, the see whole, why. I was, it's funny. It's funny. I was glad you brought it up because I was going to. Because I had said to myself, so I've tried mainly to go into this show pretty blind. I mean, obviously, like we keep saying, we see the ads for the new episodes. We know he's gone. Right. Right. So I, but I've tried to say to myself, and I try to go in blind without too many, you know, reading too much about what's, you know, what's coming next. But I said to myself, if I watched this from the beginning, or if it was a new show, I really be rooting for them, or am I influenced by the fact that I know that he leaves? But more and more, as season two and now I'm into season three, no spoilers, goes on. I'm like. Yeah, I don't see how they ever could have worked out. This is the pattern just, you know, continues. They both have a lot of decisions to make, and obviously she has the two, the two kids, and she has to worry about her ex-husband, and you know, all of who is a jerk. Well, who who can be who can be a jerk? Yes, but you know, it's a lot of oh, I don't want you to give up your dream. I don't want you to give up your dream. Blah blah blah, which which is fine. Um, but they're really, there's like, the communication is not, is non-existent, it seems really like between them. 
And then, of course, when he's in Nashville, you know, they love him and they don't want Lee. And he's going back and forth trying to open the, the bridge. I mean, he's loyal. He really is loyal. He is. He is. Very loyal. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Wes, which is her ex-husband. Mm-hmm. I even wrote down here, I hate him. Because that whole disagreement between him and Trace at Sally's, mm-hmm. it ticked me off really bad. Because it was like he put her through the ringer last the season before. Right. Over his, you know, girlfriend that wasn't even his fiance or anything, lost his job, you know, because of insider training and all this stuff. And then tries to, like, tell Abby and Trace, well, you know, no, you lost your right to gripe. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I think there's a few things that don't make sense. I mean, I can understand him wanting to, like, you know, protect his daughters, you know, because they don't give any impression that his daughters don't want to be with him. You know what I mean? Right. So he has, he has that going for him. But just like any show, there's, like, some things, like, you're like, is there something we're missing? Is there some backstory that, you know, they're they're implying? And obviously, I guess, I also, too, think that he was probably always on some level uh, jealous of Trace. I think he always knew that she was probably, you know, yeah, and he, I'm, was, he was, excuse me, I keep dropping things, second choice. I'm not excusing, you know, his behavior, but in the terms of them not working out, so, excuse me, so far, excuse me, I'm a horrible person, I really put it more on her, on Abby, than I do on Trace. Like, yeah, because she didn't have to, I don't know. I just, I'm not buying it, and I, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I know that, that he's gone, but, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, she should have gone out with Douglas. He was by far my favorite. Oh, Lord have mercy, they need to bring that man back. I mean, I love that man. It's Victor Webster who plays Douglas, and I actually did a Twitter poll just to see, because there's three guys, well, there's two right now. There's Evan and Jay, which I haven't mm-hmm. watched the new season, so I do not know. I know Evan's played by a guy that played on One Tree Hill. Oh, so you love him. Yeah, I, I love the, <laughs> the guy. But um, I put, should they bring Douglas back, want her with Evan, or want her with Jay? 40% said they wanted her with Evan. 35% said Douglas. And then um, 25% said Jay. So Jay don't seem to be very popular. <laughs> So I only watched, all right, we're going to jump ahead to season five here for a second. So I did watch it last night because they were building, I saw the commercials and they were building up some like, uh, something going on with Sarah. And I won't give it away if people haven't watched and anybody actually listens to us. But, um, um, Evan is this rich tech guy, um, who apparently came to town to do business with Abby. He's very laid back uber you know uber rich kind of childish in some ways has a tragic backstory kind of like you know batman he's rich and his parents are dead you know and he has all this tech available at his you know disposal you know he's a nice guy and blah 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 and jay is a local teacher who's also a musician but whatever everybody's like to abby you know he's in love with you right and she's like no 
I don't know that. Like, girl, get a girl. And, um, but she, like, butts heads with Evan a lot. So I don't, I like Jay. I, I saw one episode, and I'm like, Evan needs to go. Right? And, and all girl Stella is like, I said that. She's like, no. I'm like, yes. She's like, um, I don't know. There was something about the character. I don't know why. I just didn't take to him. I thought he was like, so actually what it is now that I say this and I ramble on, is like he doesn't fit the show to me. I guess that might be too why people like him. Like his character is very, very different than anybody I've seen on the show so far. I'm only in only beginning season four, so I'm mean, I'm not too far behind. He's very um playful. He's very whimsical in a lot of ways, you know. He's kind of Peter Panish, you know, like he never grew up in a way, but he's a billionaire, you know, tech person. I'm pretty and, sure he played the same type of character on One Tree Hill. And it's like you know, she just broke up with, I don't know how, like, if it was a time jump during season five, but, you know, like, she broke up with Chase, who was, like, here and there and everywhere and, all, you know, all over and traveling, and she didn't want to deal with that. Now you're going to deal with another guy who's, like, all over the place, like, traveling and dealing and dealing and dealing for work. I mean, it's a different industry and whatnot. With a nice, stable guy, right, who clearly adores your children and has this amazing thing called common sense. But that, that's just me. I love, like, first impressions, I love Jay. I didn't like, I didn't like Evan. But bring us, bring us back to Douglas. It's in season two, tell me if I'm wrong. I didn't really feel that Abby and, Abby, Abby and Therese had any chemistry. Whereas when she was with Douglas, I was like, girl, forget Trace exists. Well, I mean, the guy who plays Douglas is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, girl. I mean... Have you seen his Twitter picture? He's like got some gray going on. And oh my I've god, seen, he's gorgeous. I've seen his Christmas movies and some other stuff that he's in. Always been a fan of his. I mean his home up movies. He has a few Christmas ones, but um excuse me, I keep sniffling, I apologize. Yeah, I love his I love his movies. I I've seen a lot of other stuff that he's he's been in. I yeah, he's he's uh He's a man's man. Yes, he definitely is. And then, Jason, let's see. Jason's going to listen to this like, what the hell? <laughs> Never he don't care. No, nah, I know. He's, 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 he's in love with, um, you know that thing about, have you ever, if you're ever on TikTok, you realize that how guys really feel about Ryan Reynolds? Mm-hmm. That's my husband. He loves Ryan Reynolds. That's his man's oh friend. <laughs> I love Blake Lively, and we all, and she's my woman crush, and they're married. <laughs> See, you, you, you homewreckers. Yeah, we're homewreckers. Homewreckers. But yeah, he, he doesn't care. Um, no, I don't. It's just funny. Let's see. Kevin, I guess, determined he was going to go back to medical school. Mm-hmm. And then we find out at the end of the season, he's just going to be an EMT, correct? Yes, but we also find out he was accepted to medical school. But by that point, he's decided that that's really not what he wants. He feels that that's what people expected him to do. So Kevin has some growth there, which is good for him. Um, you know, taking some control over over his life. I mean, being an EMT, um, to pick that. Mm-hmm. over being a doctor it really shows the type of character that person is 
um, because it's not a high paying job and it's a very, very long hours. Of course, being a doctor is long hours, but it's just, it kind of with the, being a doctor, you're a little bit better Mm -hmm. pay there with EMTs. They don't make much more. (laughs) That really kind of shows the type of person that, that Kevin is. And then of course we've got our favorite sister. The farther it goes along, the less I like her. Jess? Yes. So, okay, so we had the whole um, time capsule that Brie had, had buried, and they opened that. So there was two things with just the time capsule, right? Um, but before that, they were showing the home video. The girls were getting ready for school. So they were having, they were showing all the videos, and she storms out, of course, because she thinks she doesn't have any. And, um, you know, she ends up having another blow up with her mother about how she doesn't have them and whatnot. And I get it. I get it. I do. But she's constantly running to everybody. Listen, we all have problems, right? I, I might come like to you and be like, her. I feel like everyone exactly. can enable her in some exactly. type of way mm-hmm. to be the way she is. She's, mm-hmm. and I understand she's angry with the mother, but she is super mean. Like, she's really Very mean to her, and she's trying. Like, Very she's trying mean. to help her with that website, and she doesn't even know what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't know. It's like she... This wasn't really a redeemable season um, redeemable season for her. She acts like a baby throughout the whole thing, even when her siblings... Um, try to like you know talk to her about it she's like very defensive and she runs off and she's constantly constantly stopping talking to everybody i yeah. don't i guess david like helps her um grow up but <laughs> i don't know and finding out he was like some vanderbilt or something i guess is what they would consider it like a the Boston Pecs. Yeah, the Boston Pecs, which I'm assuming it's kind of like a Vanderbilt, Hilton type. Well, it's kind of like old money, I guess, is what it is. Yes. Uber rich. And yeah. he's actually the heir to the throne kind of thing. And um, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to check a fact before I bring it up because I'm not sure if it's season two or season three so i don't want to throw things um off the birthday party was cute though as i as i go through this um oh gosh what was i saying i'm so horrible at this yeah oh yeah so the boston packs there and they um because there's a they accidentally order too many books she that's does hilarious Jess orders a thousand books instead of a hundred and she's like freaking out because Bree's gonna kill her and we find out later on that David paid like $10,000, paid for them and donated them to the school. And he announces that he has to go home for a while. And as they're interviewing somebody, and this is hysterical when she's finding it, when she's realizing how much work he does and like she doesn't pay him. And <laughs> it dawns, on her, dawns on her like, how the hell does this man live? You know? And that's when he says it. And the guy that they're interviewing is even like, oh my God, you're like royal. <laughs> 
that was really funny. He was like, you don't pay them? You don't pay? Yeah, that was, that was like, one of the best. I think that was a moment where she realized. He passes her food. Yeah, like, um, but he realizes, like, uh, what's going on there? I mean, I guess the inn must be making enough money to break even, because I don't see her dad giving her any money, but I don't know. And then they had the whole incident with the travel writer that they didn't know was a travel writer. That, that was, was funny. funny. That was funny because they were driving them nuts and then she didn't want to read it, but it turned out to be. Oh, when he, I, I, I did have to give her credit when he was like, I ran the credit card. She's like, he's a thief. He's a thief. He didn't go through. <laughs> That's, you know, he's like, now she's stiff. You know, that was a funny scene. I, they do have some cute scenes together, but. Even as I'm getting further in, and the, the storyline I was thinking of, it actually happens in season three, so I won't bring it up yet. It doesn't do, for me, it doesn't do her any favors. I have yet, even watching her last night, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not going to like <laughs> I'm not going to like her at all. I feel like Brie had a pretty good um, growth this season. I didn't oh, really sorry. feel like I connected with her the first season, but in the second season, I really, really liked her a lot. Um, the, let me just say this, and I want you to expand on that. In the first season, she was definitely the throwaway sibling. Yeah. Like she was there. You were like, why do we have her? You know, she was like um, Ben on the Waltons. Like, okay, why, why is he here? We don't really think. I'm old, yes, the Waltons. You know, the scene with her, you know, she doesn't really know what she wants to do so she goes and decides to do this play that's hers and then her ex wants to rewrite it completely Mm -hmm. and then she takes her play back and pretty much sticks it to him and I love that part that was great (laughs) when she had them act out like her her grand you know telling them to go shove it oh and when when she has them act out like her rewrite that says basically it's a big F you to him Yes. And then when they take back his grant, I was like, girl, yes. Oh, I was so, so happy. And then she buys the bookstore, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's Simon. Yes, Simon. I don't know why he, he goes away, doesn't he? He doesn't come back. Yes, he does. Spoiler. He does okay. Spoilers. I have more to say, about. I'm going to say this I one thing. I love him. Oh, my God. I love Simon. So if my friend Kimmy is listening, she will tell you, of course you love Simon, because she knows anybody with an accent. That's true, especially a British accent. I love, and part of what I want to say about Simon, I have to table till we get to season three. I'll make a note of it. Um, I loved him. I thought he was adorable and hysterical, and just like some of the scenes where he's interacting with them, and he's like, what the hell have I got myself? Myself. Yeah, but I love him. I love him. I love Simon. So I he thought she had a really, really, really good. Um, I love that he just showed up after that disastrous act asking of him to. Uh, <laughs> to yeah. She Bree kind of reminds me of myself because, mm-hmm. like, she has a tendency to say things. And she doesn't mean to hurt, but sometimes, like, the way she says it, you know, it kind of backfires a little bit. 
But she doesn't mean that he sold out. She doesn't mean to say that he sold out. Like, but she's, she's like, she's like, she called me a hack. <laughs> Which, I mean, she did, but it's just like, she kind of is like truthful to almost like hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't mean to be. Right. Right. Exactly. She's honest. Mm-hmm. I'm brutally honest at times, so I un- I understand that. Another funny scene with Jess, though, which also goes back to us saying that, you know, they really, and this was kind of a time where they didn't, but, you know, you said it best, where they enable her, is when she just, after the kiss, or non-kiss, or before the kiss, no, before the kiss, um, she decides to make chicken palm, and she's, like, practically burning the house down, so David... Basically, you know, he does it. And she invites them all, but none of them, you know, show up. And which, of course, you know, she's upset with them for. But I think was the proper thing for. And everybody has a lot. Everybody has, you know, things to do. But that was a cute scene, too, like, where she's, like, freaking out. But still wasn't enough <laughs> to, to redeem to, to redeem herself for me. Yeah, that's pretty funny. We also did get to see Abby trying to um, relax more this season. Well, you had the whole camping thing, mm-hmm. which, if anybody that knows me knows that I am, like, uh, I have to have the internet. And, and I can't sleep in the wo- I would not be a good camper. Mm-hmm. I don't like to be hot. I don't like to be dirty, <laughs> sweaty. I don't, I, you know, so her like looking at her phone going, I don't have a signal. That's how I would be. Like I'm out of here in the middle of nowhere. You've got me in the middle of the woods. This is not a good, <laughs> good thing. Yeah, exactly. Like I, you know, and her trying to, she does end up liking it, but yeah, she did try to try to relax, but then she ended up getting that promotion. Mm-hmm. And, um, which had her work more. And then you had, was it the road? What did they call What is the um, traces? The bridge. The bridge? Is that what it's called? Yeah. There was a lot of good stuff there too with trying to get it open and which actually he had to go to Mick for help with one of the um, permits, which actually ended up Leading to Megan, Megan, what's the mother's name? Meg, Megan getting her job. Yes, the mom. Mm-hmm. And um, the mom buys a house and comes comes back. Doesn't tell mm-hmm. anybody. <laughs> Which goes them. over so well. Yeah, and that was a good point where they said to Jess, you know, it's time you, you know. Let it, you know, let it go. Let leave the past in the the past because I think we started it before they had the. She was set off by the video. She was set off by everything. The mother breeds, and you know she was <laughs> she was set off. I'm trying to think of the other things. You have the whole story of the grandma with the picture. Grandma with the picture. I think that must have been who gave her the ring in the first season. Yeah, her first love. Her first love. Um, 
kind of not telling us. She finally told, was it Maggie? And I kind of thought it was kind of funny because the first season you had like the 4th of July, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was a festival. The second season, it starts with like the whole Lantern Festival thing, which I thought that was a really good story. I like the whole, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I did start the third season, but in the third season, it's the Oyster Festival. Right. And then you also have the Alt Walk in the second season. And then, yeah, they definitely have their themes of <laughs> trying to to trying to save things or the stuff that's due in the town, and um, and whatnot. I'm trying to. Anything else you can think of? Yeah, I'm just trying to look at one thing. Sorry if you hear breathing. It's my husky. He's decided he wants loves. No, oh, my baby is on the floor, like, girl, shut up, so I get up on the bed with me, because I've moved. He doesn't like when I sit a certain way. This I is know, definitely, like, I think this is going to be a little bit shorter of an episode. Yeah, no, it is, because, I mean, it's hard to talk about Trace and Abby, you know, in depth, because, like, we keep saying that they, you know, they are no longer. He he's not he's not there. And the the bulk of the time he was in Nashville, which led to them having sort of not conflict, but you know, situations to you know to work through. And a lot of the tree stuff this season didn't have to do with Abby. It had to do with the know, band, the, the band, and then um, John and Lee pushing for. Then you know he wanted he didn't want to get rid of Lee, and then that battle with Mark Hall and they had to restart they had to start writing again because he owned the masters and then of course at the end the guy gave everything back to them and they were going to work with him so that was a nice you know storyline arc and I like that John came back to the came back to the band yeah but then they held that whole party and destroyed um destroyed the the business they brought a whole invited a whole bunch of people over I guess when it wasn't opened but I'm looking forward to this well I'm sorry folks we had some technical difficulties and Liz apparently is clueless about how to fix (laughs) get back in the call um, so I'm just going to finish it up for us. Um, I think we covered just about everything. And um, our next episode, we'll be going over um, reviewing. Give me just a second. We'll be reviewing Taking the Reins and uh, ben, Rise and Shine of Benedict Stone. And um, we'll be just doing some news and everything. And um, if you don't know, I'm Amber Teasley, and then we have Liz. Uh, you can reach me at, at AmberTeasley1 on Twitter, and Liz's handle is I think it's P 224 
Liz rated this season of Chesapeake Shores as a seven and a half. I would probably give it about a six. There was a couple of things I didn't like about it. And once again, this is Amber and Liz on Home is Where Hallmark is on Chairshot Radio via Chairshot.com. We would like to say always use your head, but apparently ours isn't working tonight because we could not get the call back. <laughs> um, and you just have me and you'll have to forgive me because I'm not the best at doing this for very long. Um, but like I said, we'll be back again for episode five. We'll review in Taking the Rings and uh, Rise and Shine of Benedict Stone. And um, that's it, you guys. Um, hope everybody has a good time. And we'll be here. And hopefully both of us will be on the call <laughs> for the full length next time. Thank you. Goodbye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.